1: Good evening and welcome to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on MPR, Two People's Radio. Today, Idarangi Onatangata Omanawatu, for another Tuesday night. This is the voice of reason, Sammy G, here in the MPR studio. And joining me via internet magical magicalness, we do have the Super Gun himself, the current Aftershock Heavyweight Champion. He is Mr. JK47.
0: Piao, piao. Oh, no, uh, you thought it was Ray Gun. No, it's excuse
1: me. We we may get an appearance from Ray Gunn, we, we just, we don't know. We we don't know. Uh, you never in. know with that fella. Yeah, and breaking the fourth wall, it's a Tuesday night, because we're actually doing a show on a Tuesday night, uh, and he is somewhere in fielding currently, but is hoping to make his way back. Uh, but we, uh, in order to get the show out on time, have, had to start without him. Uh, so yes, we'll see how the night goes on. <laughs> Uh, We had a little, just a little tiny event in the middle of Wellington uh, on Saturday night, so we're going to talk about that. We mean, of course, the Fury with the Brewery Ballroom Blitz uh, at the Foxglove in Wellington, CPW, uh, along with Panhead Breweries, and the Delinquents putting on a heck of a show, if I do say so myself. No bias there whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a pretty damn good show like, all around i think, yeah yeah bands beers and brawls, yeah, pretty much, and that was just the locker room <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll locker area,
0: yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a really really good show, um I think it it was just a glimpse of what is possible when a whole bunch of like-minded people get together and decide to double down and just do whatever they can to make it make it grow and make the scene and make them an awesome night. So, yeah, no, no, I'm, as a wrestling fan, I absolutely love the show. I thought it was just fantastic. As a promoter, I was extremely proud of uh, everything the boys done um, because, yeah, you know, there was a lot of hard work, but, you know, behind the scenes and everything like that. But end of the day, the only thing that people judge is what's out there in the ring on the night. Um, and the boys all, well, they kicked that up another gear and, um, they all bought their A games and all those other cliches. Um, but I was extremely proud of all the guys. And, um, Well, the funny thing was, and this is no disrespect to anybody that's on the card, one of the most exciting matches I saw was actually the Battle Royal. Yeah. Um, That that has to be probably one of the best Battle Royals that I have seen, and I've seen a couple of them. Um, Yeah, every single person that was in there had nice cool moments to shine. The whole thing flowed really well the crowd was just absolutely hot, um, for, for a crowd that was well predominantly new faces. Um, they didn't know the characters. They didn't know the storylines behind anything. They were just there for the wrestling action. Um, they, they, they were hot right from the first, the first you know, bell ring. Um,
1: before no, the show even started, they were counting down along with the countdown.
0: Well, we did we did have Sting in attendance. Um, the Ultimate Warrior was there. And even even the Mighty Four was there. It was an absolutely gigantic fella dressed up in a four costume. That was quite impressive. With the um, celestial types. So yeah, basically there was a bunch of people that decided, Yeah, there's a bunch of people that came dressed in in gear. Before it was even wearing knee pads, he had legit knee pads over top of his tights. and I'm just like, this is awesome. Um, Could have jumped in the ring at any moment. And yeah, the guy, the uh, it was actually a very confused thing because he had the the big gold belt. No, he had a WWE belt, yep. the NWO shirt, and Sting face paint. So I was like, that's, you know, hey, get on it. Um, there awesome were, reality, I've Sting. never seen Legion of Doom. There were yeah it was it was it was it was awesome um people were really really getting into the atmosphere of it um there were no prizes for being dressed up it was an r eighteen gig we didn't expect everybody to do that, but they just did because they they wanted to it was cool um
1: ideas for next time though
0: and yeah they just they just were nuts right from the beginning um so yeah we might as well go into the matches we had uh we started off with the, the Battle Royal.
1: Um
0: which um basically the winner of the Battle Royal got an entry into the the final the ladder match, the four way ladder match. Um there were every single young net that you could imagine. Um I well, thought that was quite impressive. James Shaw was in there, uh, Tim Warren was in it. Um, we had Tane Tuka came back. He was in it. I was quite wrapped about that. We had Liam Erickson. Uh, we had, you know, the Zero Guns. The Gun Cabinet were in there. Uh, unfortunately, the superhero wasn't. Um, but that's alright. Um, of course, Jesus. we had our yeah, Bogan Jesus came all the way up from Christchurch. Uh, we had um, uh, Disgrace and Bryant from Redacted. And of course where they, where they go of course William cutting can't be far behind uh, but he, he was only on the outside so oh. he wasn't eligible to be in the rumble he was already there. in a qualifying match yep omelette was there um complete with balloons and Boris um and I'm, I don't know I'm bound to be forgetting the there was um there was a couple of a couple of um, rockies from the, the IPw NETCA stable there as well. Uh, um, they had actually really good showing. Yeah, and I can't remember the other guy's name, and I, I had no disrespect to him. Um, he did both of them did really really well. Um, yeah, that was that was what Battle Royal should be. It was just a complete spot fest. Um, there were some pretty pretty sweet moments. Um, if people want to see some of the highlights of that if just check out the CPW Facebook page there's um, some pretty pretty good footage there of this little mini clips of um, people being eliminated
1: um, one of my favorites yeah. was uh, definitely Ryan zeros uh, punctuation on the match if you want to put it that way
0: yeah 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 no, um, the, the the beautiful stone cold stunner he done yeah um, which, um, yeah, I think we, we don't even need to say that we're going to break the fourth wall because we just do that all the time, but it was probably the one one of the most entertaining cells from a stunner I've ever seen. Um, legitimately popped me big time as I was standing in the crowd watching it. I was standing there with Oliver Smith, one of the guys that, that helped us put this event on, and um, both of us just did the big holy shit fanboy moment. It was um it was awesome. Um so yeah, I would definitely say that Ryan Zero and Harry Williams um had a very, very good showing in the rumble. Like everybody was pretty impressive. Ray Gunn got a few eliminations for that. Um he threw out the Bogan Jesus, so I think there, there might be a bit more to that story. If Bogan ever, if um Ray Gunn ever shows his face down in Christchurch again. Um, I think Bogan might be on to catch up with him. Um, Liam Erickson did quite a good job eliminating a few people. Um, Tane Tukaha took care of some of the Nats. It was. Yeah. I think the most surprising one was when Ryan Zero and Harry Williams teamed up to eliminate, to eliminate the, the Viking. Viking. Yeah. Bit of help from William Cunning, but I'm not going to give him any credit. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Fantastic. Uh, one person that didn't really do very much in the in the battle royal was um well the the big mouth of professional wrestling uh, Bryant um who basically raked everybody up by saying that they should be attacking the um Lee Merrickson because he's bigger and then proceeded to jump out of the ring when everybody did and well he he stood ringside with the fans drinking a panhead for the better Royal and when it got down to the last two, he snuck in behind them and pushed them out. So as only Brian could. Yeah. Well, some, some might say it was a master, master strategy. Um, I'm just gonna call it like it is. It was just a cowardly cheating way of winning, but it was a successful way of doing it. So, I guess props to him for that. Got
1: him to the main event.
0: It did. It did. Um, and, of course, um, second match, which um, I'd be remiss to say that, of course, the uh, special uh, guest announcer for the evening was uh, none other than the incredible David Dunn. The uh, um,
1: the new general manager of Impact Pro Wrestling and Southern Pro Wrestling, I found out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, the man's got his fingers in many pies and it's um, yeah. always a great great night when he comes down. Um I even got footage on my phone of um him bugging away to the delinquents after the show, so yeah. Um, which was very entertaining to watch. Um but yeah the, the second match was uh Sir Sir Mr. Burns and he uh, so my blank here. He took on um, none other than a Hustler, all the way up, another boy up from Christchurch. Um, that was good. Um, of course, you know, uh, of course, church and state had to be ringside because we sort of seem to have um these these groups of people deciding that they're going to do whatever they want to do. Um, so yeah. Yeah, they, they came down to ringside and, um, interfered somewhat in the match quite a bit. Um, Hustle is definitely face, facing an uphill battle, um, but Hustle's has done that all his life, so it doesn't bother him. He'll, he'll fight no matter what. He put up a very valiant effort, um, but, you know, unfortunately sort of didn't quite, um, didn't quite come out the way he wanted, um when when Mr. Burns went for the pin and then stuck his feet up on the ropes to get the extra leverage um, and, and held Huster down for this recount. Um, yeah. Credit to... It was a uh, good solid match from two vets that you should expect to have good matches.
1: And full yeah. credit to the referee who did turn down bribes from Mr. Burns throughout the whole match. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately,
1: yeah. that distraction from Mr. Burns um, which, allowed uh, Burns. Church and State to beat down on Hustler, so that kind of backfired a little bit.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, but it was yeah, like I say, two two veterans of the game, you'd expect really really awesome matches out of them, and that's what we got.
1: So, Speaking of that, leads uh, us to our next qualifying yeah. match. So, Fed.
0: Yeah, that was uh, Slade Mercer versus William Cutting. Um Which is yeah, that was, it was a repeat of a, a, a previous CPW show. Um, but I know the venue was small and it wasn't the most ideal venue height-wise but man, did Slade Mercer look big in that ring or what? You I'm are. sure that guy gets bigger every time I see him. Um, he's been on but my average. Ass. He was just ass. a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he's been doubling the dose. Um, because, yeah, he was a monster. Um, but will cuttings cutting, we cutting. He never backs down. He's champ for a reason. Um, he didn't really endear himself to the crowd. Um but they never want to anyway. Um but yeah, no, that was it was really, really good match. Um there was some the thing that gets me with, with Slade Mercer is not only is he really big and he can just pick you up to chuck you around. He his athleticism is, is amazing. For such a big guy. And and you know, Will William Cutting, he's no slouch as well. He's very athletic, very very solid character so it was it was just two guys just hammering it out which was, which is great to see um yeah yeah it was a uh, great match now i didn't quite catch the ending of this match but i know who won of course but um you you had a better view of the ring than i did for the end
1: yes redacted uh as we just expect now, wherever one goes, the others are always there. Uh, there was a bit of a distraction from Bryant, which uh, Slade managed to fight off uh, and then uh, managed to get a victory over one William Cunning to qualify himself into the later match main event. Speaking of big men, uh, just before the intermission, the uh, last match of the first half of the show was... Uh, the international superstar himself, H-Flame, going one-on-one with Liam Erickson uh, in a number contendership match.
0: Yeah, well, these, yeah, like you say, two big, beefy men, um, you know, big, well, what is, how does Big E say it? Big, big meaty men, slapping meat. Um, basically, they were just, yeah, I was I was quite surprised to see how how easily H-Flame manhandled Liam Erickson at times and then the same can be said the other way around um, yeah there were some big bumps in this match um, normally when you see the two big men match there's hardly any bumping and it's just big move of you know powerful chops and, and, and punches and stuff like that. These guys were actually full on wrestling and it was really, really nice to see. But Hflame always been a fan of his um, was absolutely wrecked when he came back um, and wanted to wrestle for CPW Liam um, Erickson, yeah, massive fan as you know um, I mean that guy's got a massive and bright future in the, the business And and watching this match yeah Again, like I said, everybody in this whole show fought fought their game to a different level, and this match was it was it was awesome. Um, yeah, it was just it, it, it was, I'm I'm almost lost for words describing all these matches because it was a real it was like that proud papa moment when when the kids. Go out into the world and they succeed. Um, but yeah, Liam Erickson picked up the win on that. Um, and as, as promised, um, yeah, H. Flame went and got him a beer, and they they, they, they toasted their their, 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 their battle, um, which was uh, absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, Somebody it was a nice way me the to
1: question why would I book that match. When Liam had already cashed in his Legacy Cup, and because of his actions at Heathen Combat, where he attacked uh, William Cutting after the show, I was like, you know what? I get it. But if you really want it, you're going to earn that spot.
0: Yeah. Because I expected better from
1: him. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, you know, like, yes, he's still the Legacy Cup holder, and he's still going to, you know, he stated to me he was still cashing it in at our next show, um, which is great. I, I wanted to see that. Um, but, yeah, support you completely in your decision that, you know, um, if he had lost the match against H-Flame, well, then H-Flame would have gone up against William Cuddy. Because, you know, even, you know, we set rules and we set boundaries and then we, we, we had to, because you Joey, know, Ms. Dewey, um, D.H. and Howe, she had all the paperwork in order and, and she sent us for a letter basically saying that, um, that you know, Liam Erickson was not to touch William Cutting. Um, you could interpret that as only at CPW events, because she was dealing with CPW. Now that was at Heaven Combat, that they had their altercation. Um... But as a CPW talent, Liam Erickson had to sort of, he just had to be reminded that, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, you know, and, um, yeah, I would have liked him to, to wait, but, you know, hey, it was nice and satisfying watching them kick, willing, cutting around the even building as well, so, oh,
1: but, it all came like out in the wash,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, but it all came out in the wash, everybody was happy, It's still going to have a massive main of end of the next
1: show. So, yeah. Uh, We will go to a quick break here on Pipe Bombs and Headlocks. When we return, uh, we will run down the wrist of uh, Fury with the brewery, the Ballroom Blitz. Stay tuned. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Welcome back to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on NPR, Manoa 2 People's Radio. Today, for another Tuesday night, talking all things wrestling. This is the voice of reason, Sammy G, still all alone in the NPR studio, no sign of the ray gun at this time. But joining me via internet magical magicalness, I do have the current Aftershock Heavyweight Champion. He is the Super Gun himself, Mr. JK47.
0: How's it going, buddy? Ugh, just stretching and recovering from Saturday. I didn't <laughs> even wrestle.
1: No, but a massive thank you to uh, Panhead, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it would be rude not to. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> my of my Uh
1: we are going through the Fury with the Brewery ballroom blitz event that happened on Saturday night. Uh, CPW teaming up with Panhead Breweries and the Delinquents uh, at the uh, Foxglove Bar and Eatery. Kitchen? Kitchen, there we go. Ooh, smack on the head for Sammy G. It's been a long couple of days, man. Still recovering.
0: But officially, it is the Foxglove Kitchen and Bar.
1: There we go. I did tag them appropriately in my post, so we'll say that. Uh, So we just got to H. Flynn versus Liam Erickson, then we had a bit of a break with the delinquents, Uh, and then straight after that we had uh, the one-above-all barroom brawl, uh, the Heathen Combat Championship defended at CPW, and uh, Horace making his CPW debut?
0: Yes, yep, yep, that is the first time that we've had that man. In the CPW ring. Um and but uh will not be the last because he is an absolute stud and love that guy to bits and yeah we, we need more Horace. That's all I have to say.
1: And he went up yeah. against the elite Charlie Roberts.
0: Yeah, who, who is no slouch in his own manner. Um
1: yeah,
0: as him, most people know. We are both massive fans of Charlie Roberts. Um, and, yeah, yeah, being the hometown boy as well, it's, great. it's always great to have uh, Charlie Roberts come back to Wellington where, where it all began for him, uh, where Mummy and Daddy Roberts still lives, still reside. It's, uh, he doesn't mind coming back down because he gets, you know, free accommodation and, of course, you know, one of those nice home-cooked Mummy meals. So, yeah, any excuse to come down and wrestle, he's always in. Um, but, yeah, to take on Horace for the one-above-all title, um in was a bit extra brawl. special for him. Yeah, yeah, like he said in his promo, that he's facing Horace and his match, being the barroom brawl, for his title, but he was in Charlietteam Town. Um, now, this match was, yeah, it, it was impactful right from the get-go. Um, Charlie Roberts tried to um, end it really, really quickly by sparing Horace as soon as the bell rang. Um, but I think Horace must have known something was up because well, he had done the bread heart and put a big pan down the front of his pants. wasn't and barbed wire covering his and torso, wasn't so.
1: Kevlar, but it was still enough to uh, throw the outfit yeah. off a bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well when you know, when, when you go in for a big tackle like that, a big spear and you um you expect to have, you know, flesh on flesh and, and a big hunk of steel in your way, that tends to um alter the uh the effectiveness of the spear. Um but yeah, some extreme hard hitting um shots in this match. Um they yeah, as as the match stipulation clearly well stipulates um yeah it was a barroom brawl so pretty much you can go anywhere in the bar um which they did um they bounced to cover off the merchandise desk and then they went they even went behind the bar at one stage and charlie roberts proving that he can be as vicious as anybody else decided to grab some lemons and Squeeze lemon juice into Horace's eyes. Um well Horace fought back from this and ended up picking up one of the split guns and um basically squirting um Charlie Roberts right in the face with some uh, well I think it was soda water. Um before grabbing a beer behind the bar and sculling it himself, which was um and tipping some of it on head, which was quite entertaining. Um yeah, so they brought all through the crowd and brought the way back to the ring. Uh, yeah, this was um, this was yeah an epic match. Like I say, um, everybody bought an extra gear. Um, Charlie Roberts is phenomenal. We've always known that, but um, he certainly wasn't going to be outdone by all these other stars of CPW. Um, and, and Horace was certainly a match for him. Um, Horace picking up the win and retaining the title. Um, and then in a the show, good sportsmanship, went to shake Charlie Roberts' hand. The crowd is not
1: sure about that yeah, one.
0: <laughs> no, no. It's uh, if you're a wrestling fan and you know Horace and you know Charlie Roberts and you know the story behind their matches and the the rivalry they've had over the years. Um, you can see why the handshake was there. Um, but, yeah, no, Charlie Roberts. Um, well, Charlie Roberts shook his hand. So, you know, that was all good. The, the the massive rock bottom afterwards probably didn't um, endear him too much for Horace. So I doubt we've seen the last of those two in the ring together.
1: Hashtag watch this space.
0: Yeah. But you know, I I'm, I'm not for one not disappointed about the prospect of them two crossing paths again. Um, yeah. Uh, but two of New Zealand's best facing it off. What's not love? Um But yeah, yeah, no, the crowd seemed to like Horace. Um Horace sort of went down the this. there, a really, really nice guy in the locker room. So yeah. I think it's a perfect fit for the old uh, C P W.
1: So yeah, might Welcome have to get him anytime. back. Yep. Uh, there was a particular yeah. crowd chant that uh, occurred towards the end of the match, which the two ignored. But the next match following the barroom brawl was all about that chant. Crowd, of course, was chanting, we want tables. And so they got a tag team table match for the CPW tag team titles. Uh, the Divine Hired Muscle, Tim Warren and uh, James Shaw defending the belts against Bad Bromance. Finally. <coughs> Cause he... Yeah,
0: yeah. After um, after basically putting both members of uh, Bad Bromance through tables, um, over uh, yeah, you know, sort of subsequent months, um, yeah, the Divine hired muscle were well, rather cocky in their approach, I guess. Um, they were arrogant to begin with, but I think this sort of just fed into it. Um, but. The bad bromance boys—they sort of they, they said that those titles mean everything to them. They were gutted when they lost them, um, but they, you know, they—they they they had a good look at each other now themselves and rebuilt and came back um, a little bit more vicious than we than we remember them. Um, maybe it was the match. Uh, maybe it was the fact that it was a Panhead and everyone was bringing in an extra level. Um but yeah, there were kendo sticks involved. Um and Dan Martins did a really, really beautiful job of taking out pretty much um, all of Church's estate and um yeah, including James Shaw and Tim Warren with a kendo stick. Um the numbers were against them, having like, what were there? There were like three young Nats plus Mr. Burns at ringside as well. Um yeah, two
1: versus six.
0: Yeah, yeah, so but um, they managed to do a pretty sweet um, uh, what did the Dudley boys call it? The 3D, the 3D, that's right. I, was, I don't know why, just mind blanked on that. Must be like, the um, w yeah, beautiful last three nice 3D to put him straight through, put Tim Warren through the table. Um, yeah, so we now have new and two-time tag team champions in Bad Bromance. So that was good. Um, when the news got out to the general CPW fans, um, that seemed to have gone down quite a treat. Um, so congratulations to the Bad Bromance boys for a, for a heart-fought, heart-fought win. And, um, yeah, to go into the record books as two-time champions.
1: They're now on par with the divine hired muscle who, of course, lost the belts to uh, the KPW alumni before yeah. putting them back later the same night. Yeah, yeah.
0: Most yeah. no, definitely. So it's actually pretty, you know, when you think about it, we've had, since the tag team titles have been introduced, um, well, we've had two tag team champions, two groups, and they've both been champions twice. Seems, seems like two's our lucky numbers. And it is a tag team, and there's generally two in a tag team, so oh. it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. We'll just retire the belts now and, and call it a day. Yep. Hmm. We'll unify them <laughs> so they just one yeah, belt. Yeah, and you can be hmm. the single tag champion. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean oh, – I'll work Kane for Daniel, Daniel Bryan and Kane. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. the tag team champion. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. The story writes itself. Um, yeah. Miz
0: and Mizdale. Miz had the real belt. Msdale had the, the fake one. So, you know. Yeah. That's no, right. yeah. Endless, endless possibilities. But, yeah, no, I was excited to see them back together and back where they should be the top. So.
1: And then that yeah, led us which, to our main event of the evening. We uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. The Panhead Custom Ales World Heavyweight Championship. To be crowned in a ladder match, a four-way letter match. Uh,
1: but as the uh, listeners who've been paying attention will have noticed, we only named three qualifiers.
0: Yeah, 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 I was thinking that. Um that you know, we've we've got Bryant. We've got Mr beans Who yep. beat Hustler? And then we've got
1: Slade Maser. Who so, defeated William Cutting? Yeah. Yeah. That's three and a Fatal Four. So who Yeah. Who? 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 Who could possibly do Okay, be the well let man? we'll
0: let them in up. Okay. So what happened was Sammy G got into the ring, took off his leather suit. And had a beautiful pair of um, trunks underneath, and he was the fourth person. Oh, no, no, no that, that didn't happen at all. So.
1: No, not this time. No. No. Not saying it'll never happen. No, just, just not this time. Yeah, because we never yeah. say never in wrestling. But,
0: no, no, but but Sammy G was involved, and um, well, he announced that fourth person to be none other than the athlete himself, Charlie Roberts. Which, idea, I must say, was a, a, a pretty masterful pick, to be honest. Um, I actually thought you kind of threw the balance out when you put Charlie Roberts into it. Because I thought, well, you know, here's a guy that, you know, okay, yes, he just lost the Horace, but um, it's Charlie freaking Roberts, for God's sakes, you know. He's he got to be one chosen, of the favourites. So, yeah, but then you've got Slade Mercer, who's as big as you know a medium-sized apartment building. Um, then you've got Bryant, whose ego is the size of a rather large apartment building. And then you've got Mister Burns, who's probably the dodgy landlord that runs the apartment building. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. So they're all you know very similar <laughs> um so it was it was yeah pretty pretty stacked main event, really um and and that was yeah again and and i uh, I kind of feel really repetitive by saying this, but this match was again kicked up a notch, um you know there's the old saying, old booking saying that you want you want your matches to get better as as they go. So you know, each match is better than the one before, leading up to the the epic I mean. main event. Yeah, and well, we certainly got that um, because there was yeah, just the dynamic in that match. You know, you've got the the big behemoths that used to being bigger than everybody else and being able to bully people around. But yet he's smaller than Slade Mercer, so that kinda nullified that. And then you had the, you know, the athlet the athleticism of this big giant Slade Mercer. But then you had Charlie Roberts, who sort of counteracted that. And then you had the intelligence of Charlie Roberts, because he's been in the game a hell of a long time and done nearly everything. But you had Burns that could counteract that as well, so it was yeah, the dynamic in the match was bloody brilliant. Um,
1: Let's also not forget that Charlie Roberts has a history with Redacted.
0: Oh yes, yeah, no, he has a, He has a history with uh, with most of them in that, in that ring actually. Um, he's had many a feud with uh, Burns over the years, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and and he certainly knows no. no no stranger to Slade Mercer, being both being KPW boys from back in the day. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, it was um, it was some big hits in the match. There were some exciting times in the match. Um, the letters the letters we used a few times, which is um, always was a good good thing for a letter match. Um, there the was a rather entertaining sizes, spot yeah. of. Yes, yeah, there was a very entertaining spot where um, Burns tried to just forget about the ladder and tried to jump up to grab the title <laughs> and was sort of like really comically, sort of almost cartoonishly like flailing in the middle of the air trying to get higher and higher, which um, is just, just quite funny. Um, yeah. No, what, what was the, What were the highlight from your that match for you?
1: Uh... Seeing Slade Mercer put the letter over his head and taking out uh Burns and uh Bryant. That that felt pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely using your head that one. Speaking of using your head, uh I yeah. genuinely felt bad about this. This was unfortunately the limitation of the building, but uh so Mr. Burns hitting his head on one of the uh R- yeah, the, the cross
0: beams, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I hate myself for saying this, but actually seeing Burns and Bryant team up, because then you've got like the ultimate kind of redacted church and state oh, yeah. union. Uh, yes,
0: let's, let's wish that never happened.
1: Well, it didn't last
0: yeah. long. No, no, no. It never would with both of those guys. Um, they'll be your best friend until it doesn't suit them anymore. So, but hey, um, but yeah, no, um, it looks, it looks like Slade was getting the upper hand. Um, then he, he was sort of, he was found himself actually pinned underneath the ladder. Um, so he couldn't get out. Um, and, um, yeah, so unfortunately the one person that could actually get up to the top was um, Mel Bryant. And Bryant was the man that climbed up there, undone the domes, lowered the belt, and sat on top of the ladder with, for lack of a better word, that crap-eating grin of his because he, was, he had become the first ever panhead World heavyweight champion Yeah And I believe that That's probably not the last we're going to hear about that I believe that guy will be going on about it For a very very long time To come um, Yes Bryant's had a very storied career In wrestling um, And uh, We may not agree with his His uh, Approach and his methods But you know it is undeniable as um, the, the legacy that he's going to leave With wrestling um, Just really wish there wasn't him. But anyway, congratulations. Um, I guess that's the thing about having a fight is somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose, and, and sometimes we don't always get the person we want to win. Win. Um, but. I was speaking to Charlie Robert and Slade Mercer after the match, and yeah, both of them said they'd be keen to come back trying to get that title off Bryant. So.
1: Hashtag so, um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of watching this space, um, there's already in negotiations with Panhead and, of course, CPW, um, the prospects of doing yet another one. Of these shows, because uh, the feedback overall has been extremely positive. Um, I f- personally feel that it's been it was a great thing for all brand all the brands in, uh, involved in it. Fox um, Club, of course, got some you know, great publicity out of it. Um, um, a beautiful venue, um, like I say, it's probably not the most ideal one for wrestling, but. Excuse me, but um, a very, very, um, very, very nice location, bloody like right on the on the waterfront. Uh, it was it was really really nice. Um, of course the Delinquents, a brilliant band. Um, Blue and the Boys really know how to rock out. Um, there was a a few delays through the evening. Um, prior to the show, we actually delayed the show a little bit just to get. A few boxes, ticked them, get everything in, in order. Um, it's pretty no fault of anybody. It was
1: just beautiful um,
0: winter's day there in Wellington.
1: Can't be Wellington, um, a good day.
0: No, no, no. You certainly couldn't beat it on the crap day. That Saturday was anyway. Um, but yeah, so the show went a bit. was a bit. Um, by the time it finished, it was a bit later than we anticipated. Um, but the band still rocked out and the crowd that was still there absolutely loved it. Um, so that was a positive. Um, and of course the, the panhead custom miles went down the treat. Um, <laughs> you know, there was still, I oh, would dare, dare say there was a fair few, uh, beverages consumed. I know judging by the amount of, um, plastic cups that were thrown at Bryant. <laughs> um, um, which was actually a highlight of my night, by the way. Yep. Um yeah. Judging by the amount of cups that were thrown at him, there was there was certainly some money made over the bar, so um, that makes Fox Club and Panhead very happy.
1: Breaking the fourth wall um, entirely. And- as that was happening, I leaned over to David Dunn and I just said, Holy crap, he got his NWO moment. Just as mm-hmm. the bear was flying and the light, it was just reminiscent of an NWO segment in Dub dub. Just the ending of a dub C dub.
0: Yeah, but it was the best bit was was um he was had the the big shitting in grin on his face as they were throwing the cups at him until someone threw a full one at him <laughs> and it hit him perfectly bang straight and right in the face and just bear just exploded all over him. Uh, very rewarding moment. Um, I'd like to say it was me, but my aim's not that good. Um,
1: uh, I, I will good get someone in it. trouble because uh, I did see Ray Gun half a cup and it yeah. got him like in the side of the face. There was no bear in it, unfortunately, but it did like, get him Yeah, in the side of the face. I was like, nice <laughs> shot by Ray Gun.
0: Yeah, he's not here to defend himself. But yeah no basically in a, in a nutshell it was brilliant for c p w um the being able to showcase the boys' talents in a venue like that in a, on an event like that um, I said it as as we were promoting the show previously um, it wasn't just it was never going to be just a wrestling show um, it was always intended to be an event um to, for anybody to grow and business to succeed and stuff like that, you've got to you've got to try new things. And and this was this was a nice sort of out of the box concept um, that you know when it, when it first came upon us, you know, a couple of years back when we first were originally talking about it, it was it was so exciting. And then it sort of you know whatever happened happened, and, and we got to where we were. And when they came back to us and they wanted to do the show it was just it was obviously fake it was meant to be you know um we had so many hiccups with this show um i'd say the wellington weather um flights cancelled so you know willpower and um k9 have both been on the phone with me since and apologized profusely for not being able to attend the show um
1: totally out of the basically
0: aliens. their plane could fly out of yeah their, their, their plane could fly and get into wellington um and and that was just what it is um but um they have both agreed that um hey they've already got tickets for Wellington now so I guess they're going to have to come up to another show so so you know every cloud has a silver lining um, so we will be seeing. Um, willpower and canine in a CPW ring. Um Yeah. And, and it's just the show was brilliant, everything went really, really well. Um once it started. And if the show can still go really, really well with we all that, eh? Once it
1: yeah, started it, once we, it ran well, yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and if we can do that and we can overcome all the obstacles that we had. Well, the next one's going to be a breeze and it's going to be way, way better. Um, already looking at larger venues. Um, we've got a one that uh, I've got to look at next week. Uh, potentially at the 500 seater. Um, so that could be really, really cool. Um, yeah, might be a slightly different vibe than the Fox, but, um, might be a bit more edgier. Um, so that we, I call the possibilities endless. So, I know Panhead's firmly on board. Um, we are certainly firmly on board. And the, uh, the parent company that owns Fox Glove and a whole bunch of other bars all around the place, they're really involved as well. So and I'm pretty sure Blue's keen to come back. So, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's make it happen again. So,
1: Boom. Hashtag what's this Space. But,
0: yeah. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we have our normal regular programming. Which means we're going back to a Puni on the 31st of July.
1: The CPW for, Arena.
0: Yeah, we, we, for what we, I have affectionately called Nowhere to Run. Let's try that again. Because we never going to do you now Nowhere to Run. Nope. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to have that um, already announced. Of course, you've got Liam Erickson versus William Cutting because it was announced the previous show. Um, and we promised that it would happen at the next Well, the earliest convenient moment um, And that is a Norsk match So that is a Lumberjack match So we've nullified, basically redacted Because we're going to have a whole bunch of other guys That are going to stand up to redacted. Um, and yeah, that's going to be for the CPW Heavyweight title um, Sure, over the next week There will be plenty of other announcements of matches To come um but yeah so so get your tickets now um because i think the after this Pamhead show the interest is um going to be a lot higher for the show and we were selling out beforehand so i'm expecting to sell out really really quickly this one um and that's just not that's not promoter speak that's just being real um i think uh I think we 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 got like over a hundred followers from this whole panhead. Um, from when we started advertising for panhead, we've got like over a hundred extra followers. Um, so yeah, the interest is there. The crowd absolutely loved it um, at panhead, so no doubt they will be trying to follow CPW and get out to watch as much dressing as they can. So
1: yeah, yeah,
0: it's a good time. Yeah, so.
1: Well, Speaking of time, how
0: much do we have um,
1: left? Uh Technically, we have an extra seven minutes.
0: Another seven minutes, okay. So,
1: right. uh, well, yes. Uh, on Sunday night, the uh, divine savior himself, I thought we might as well touch on this briefly, decided to take it upon oh, himself yeah. to uh, rank all of the wrestlers in New Zealand into... Uh, six different tiers, S rank being the highest, and then A, B, C, D, and F. Notice there was no E rank; just went straight from D mm. to F. Uh, so, special shout-outs to the gun cabinet yourself, Mister Marshall. Got C tier.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. I was quite wrapped by that. Um, even to they, they cottoned on to almost the. Uh, You know, a little homage to the the hurricane that I do. I thought there was a secret, but obviously not so secretive. Yeah.
1: You got caught. Uh, Also, Ray Gunn and Ryan Zero, along with you in the uh, C tier. Yeah. Yep. Uh, C is
0: for champion, too, remember?
1: Yes, I like that. Which is appropriate, because... From Redacted, Bryant got C tier. Uh, They listed Lance Havoc, but had a picture of him with the name Ringo Ryan on it, which I I thought was a little bit of a giggle moment. Uh, He only got Mm -hmm. F tier, which apparently was for Fantastic. But uh, And Lily Faye and William Cutting both got B tier. uh our friends because uh
0: um, b for baloney
1: well, that's kind of what the whole ranking thing was, or maybe b for bomb hmm. <coughs> sure. there was a few technical I don't get that
0: reference yes, they did have a few of them didn't they
1: yes uh, our friends down at wrestle Cafe, willpower and Cool Guy Sky both got fT themselves huh.
0: fantastic
1: uh See, I was listening and from the River City Contingent, uh, Ben Munna got A tier. Yep. The Cuz got C tier. Harry Williams got F tier. And, uh, of course, because he is part of uh, Church and State, Tim Warren got S tier.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, so S-Tier, would you, would you say S-Tier may stand for, well, just put a, the word hit after it? Would that be?
1: I think that's entirely accurate? possible, and I'm sure that Ray would back you up on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he would,
1: yeah. Because yeah. all of S-Tier was oh, just have to get... Yeah,
0: yeah. So so my my point exactly. Um, <laughs> I'll ne- ne- Next time, speaking to... Next time I'm speaking to the our, our saviour, James Shaw, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to ask him. But, no, I I watched that too and thought that was um, actually thoroughly entertaining. Um, with a guy who I'm co-hosting with uh, James Shaw that looked incredibly like um, Spencer Kyle used to look. Expensive um, Kyle,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I wish that guy would come back into the ring. Um, I absolutely loved watching him wrestle. Um, and really wonder they have matching it's the top
1: We live in hope. So maybe maybe tell him,
0: maybe tell him there's a um there's a title match for the, the aftershock title if he's uh you know, if he wants to come back. So, but yeah.
1: Hopefully he's listening. Hashtag watch this space. Uh we are running out of time here on Pipe Bombs and Headlocks. We will be taking a break for two weeks. Uh for no special reason. But uh yeah, we will be back uh not next Tuesday, not the Tuesday after, but the Tuesday after that. Uh when the super guns can tell me how nowhere to run. Let's try this again went. And uh yeah. if you do wanna get in contact with us, you could do so via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PBNH Show. Uh, if you've missed the episodes over the last six months, you can catch them at npr.nz forward slash show forward slash uh, PBNH Show. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as the Access Media NZ app, where you can also find Wrestle Cafe with Cool Guy Sky and Willpower and Professor Palmer, uh, as well as the Wrestling Roundup with Grady and Josh. If you're listening on uh, NPR. On 999 AM, you can catch the Wrestling Roundup from 11 PM immediately following the show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Otherwise, make sure you get along to CPW's Know Where to Run. Let's try this again on the 31st of July. Yes. Yes. As in a week and a half away. Yes. And remember to keep an eye on the CPW Facebook page. Support your local. If there's any shows in your area, make sure you get along to them. Uh, And we will catch you in a few weeks. Uh, Before you go, just a
0: little hint. Have a look at capitalprowrestling.com.
1: Piao, piao.